Good to talk to you again. You. So I um uh, I don't know if I was actually taking your advice or going against your advice when I uh started pursuing a Nokian. So um I did not have the 15 or 20 years of formal magic training, but I started I mentioned when I talked to you once before in the uh in the church world in an esoteric you know, branch of Christianity when I was a teenager. A lot of things like prophecy, uh, really deep, deep prayer and fasting. And it's, um, I really felt called to Enochian. But as many people who have experienced it <laughs> uh, will attest, you know, my life, without going into any detail, you know, it, it, it followed the same pattern as a lot of things I've heard you and others say. I mean, I you know, I had a beautiful home, a lot of equity, a lot of good things, you know, going in my life, business. Um, and it just, I mean, it really all came collapsing down, but in a way that it seemed like it was meant to be. Um, my challenge is, 
on the good days, on the days that I really feel connected and synchronicities are happening, my faith is high. I feel I feel like I'm walking in lockstep with the universe, exactly where I'm supposed to be. Those are the good days. The bad days, I feel really foolish. I feel like I have repeated my mistakes of my religious days. I feel like I have some self-delusion going on. And um, I'm just really struggling with consistency. You know, as, as you've mentioned before, the highs are really high and the lows are really low. And I'm just really struggling with consistency. There are some days that um, this feels so real to me that nothing could shake me from it. And then there are days that, uh, like I say, I feel really foolish. And I'm just wondering if you have any any advice or maybe some insight from your years of the ups and downs yourself to to maybe help help me get through these next few months and maybe prepare me for what what's next. Yeah. Well, beautiful. I mean, that's that's just how it is, I think, to a certain extent. I mean, certainly that's how I feel. And um, the, I guess my question, so when you say consistency, do you mean consistency of practice, consistency of faith, uh, consistency in what sense? Well, it all kind of ties together, um, really all of it. I mean, when when I'm able to you know, do my meditation and, and that kind of, uh, you know, work on a consistent basis. I mean, I, I tend to have good results. I just have a very difficult time staying there. Um, it's, there's so much, there's just been so much loss. And there's part of me that feels like this is the way it was supposed to happen. Like, you know, my life was supposed to be completely shaken apart from, from the direction I was heading and that, um, you know, I was, I, fe- I honestly feel like I was being called, like I was being drawn to um, magical practice and to Enochian uh, work my, my whole life. I mean, it's like the last 25, 28 years seem to have all been leading toward that. But, um, you know, I think a lot of people who do this will relate to, you know, just battling with depression and anxiety. And the thing that's, that's, the real struggle right now is I'm running out of time. You know, last year I had time for things to kind of fall apart and to recover, but you know, I'm reaching this point where, you know, I, I have to be consistent now with my, my business, my, you know, with balance, I have to be consistent with balance. And, um, and I just, I, if I don't get some consistency soon, you know, I'm afraid I could be heading for some real trouble, but I I mean, I'm already in now. I mean, I can't abandon this practice now. I'm too far in, you know, to go back. I feel like I have to see it through at this point. Um, but yeah, does that answer what you were asking me? Yeah, it does. I think, I mean, look, I mean, like I just went through something similar. I mean, I lost just about everything and gained a lot too, but I, I just actually just got my Enochian board down from the, the attic last night, you know, and set it up for the first time in probably five years, five, six years. So, um, and a, a lot has been lost in the meantime. I think that um, it, it's, it's kind of like life, you know, at a certain point with life, what can you say? But I'll say this. Uh, have you read Liber Libre, the book of the balance? No, sir. Highly recommend it. It's it's um it's a Crowley document, but it's a it's really a Golden Dawn document. It's his version of a book that is get it's it's only when I say book, I mean it's only like a few pages, but it's um I'll put a link. I, everyone should read that. I highly, highly. It's it's it basically the whole 
thing is about that, which is the maintenance, maintaining balance along the path. Right. So I just, there's the link and it's, it's, yeah, it's only 21 lines. It's very short. I highly recommend that. And, and this is the instructions on how to maintain balance and balance on the magical path is critical. And it's a critical thing that everyone must master where you don't want to totally shut off magic. You have to do the work, right? But you also have to maintain it in such a way so that you don't go so far in that you slip. Right. And that means simply balancing, balancing responsibilities in your life. Um, and I've constructed my life in such a way, and I have since my late teens, that um, magic is also my job. So th that's a really weird life to live, but it kind of, it works somehow, right? But kind of, and, and uh, but that's not ideal for everyone, obviously, and I certainly wouldn't recommend it. So um, the... I'll also say this, however, in life, in my experience, there, we go through many times where it seems like everything's being taken away, right? It sucks. <laughs> what can I say about it? It really sucks. And it seems like there, there, there are many times where try as we might with all of our might, things fail. And even... Sometimes it's the harder we try, the, the the less it works, you know. And 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 when you're a kid and it, something doesn't work out, it sucks. But when you're an adult, you know, a marriage fails, or uh, you know, the real loss happens, true loss, right? It's not fun and games anymore, right? But. On the other hand, or a career fails, a job loss, or, you know, or death, you know, and 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 a loss of a product, an equity project, any of this stuff. But I'll say this: um, magic is always there, and it's the golden thread running. Right, no matter how crazy of a situation I've been in my life, magic has always been there for me. And at the end of the day, you're going to die anyways. Right, we're all going to lose this. This is a temporary home. So, in a way, all of these things, these minor losses, are preparation for the big one. And um, people die, and then ultimately we die. And so, what are you left with? What can you take with you, anyways? Not your. You can't even take your identity with you. You know, it's like, and so magic is such a preparation for that. And. I can't sell it like that. Hey, come do magic, prepare to die. You know, it's like, but that ultimately at a certain level, that is what it is. It's, I mean, it, and, and Buddhism is too. I mean, the great, the great letting go. And it's not just letting go, but it's returning to what you really are and what is true. I teach magic in such a way that, you know, like even in Adept and things like that in Fortuna, I put a lot of emphasis on real world stability. Mm -hmm. Because if you just rock it hard on, for instance, Enochian, um, you can be blasting through level after level on the astral plane, but your physical life can fall apart. And it's like your physical life will fall apart on its own anyway, simply because um, 
that's the nature, that's old age, sickness, and death are the nature of existence in a body, right? And then the Buddhists would say, well, you have the most precious thing in the world. The most precious thing in the world is human incarnation. So don't waste it. And by them, wasting it would mean chasing um, temporary illusions, right? It, it, for them, they would say to not waste it is to practice the Dharma. And we can do that. We can also do Western magic or whatever it is to explore and understand the nature of the soul. And then that is true wealth, right? It's, the, what's, it's what's real, I think, it, ironically or paradoxically, or perhaps that's just the way that reality is. The things that seem most intangible are actually the most real things because it's what we're left with. You know, like your, your mind stream is the only thing that you are left with at the end of the day and in theory is the only thing that carries over between lifetimes. So, um, it's funny. I mean, when I was 22 or 23, Joel Barocco, does anyone know who that is? He wrote a, he was this infamous chaos, it still is infamous chaos magician uh, slash troll who used to, used to do zines in the, in the 80s. He was the first person to publish Hakim Bey in the, in England in the 80s. And he's basically lived as an itinerant Taoist sage on the outskirts of society for decades. And he, he currently pops up. He has a forum, but he just pops up from time to time on the internet to fuck with people. And he's an extremely unpleasant individual, but also it has a lot, it has some wisdom for sure. He's a real magician. And um, he said to me once, well, I met him in a pub in, uh, in London at, at the Plough, which is where Crowley and Sperry used to drink next to the British Museum when I was, I think, 22 or 23. And he said that we were drinking and he said, to me, it, was, it was me, him, Phil Hine, and this other guy that is, is not a public figure. And he said to me, if I was to have any, <laughs> if, I'll never forget it. He said, if, if I was to have any advice to a young magician, it would be this. Let your life fall apart. Go ahead. Just let it. Just let it happen. See what happens, right? And then and I thought, that asshole. And then he <laughs> really is a deeply unpleasant person, uh, ironically. And But I, I uh, thought of this. I mean, maybe it was only a few years later I was in um, a situation where I would have been thrown out of Canada and I literally had nothing to my name except a six-pack in my breath. And uh, I thought of him then. And, uh, and then I posted that on MySpace and he showed up and said, well, remembered. It was interesting. <laughs> but I mean, time, loss, Saturn, mortality, aging is, is not, it's <laughs> not easy topics, right? Mm -hmm. um, not for the faint of heart. But life is not for the faint of heart. You know, I mean, it's the human, <laughs> it's the human condition. I will simply say that I guess there's a certain question, which is, is magic causative or not? And I'm not sure. I think it depends on the situation. But even as you've alluded to, even if it is causative in such things, is it, as you said, you, you feel that it's as it should be, right? So if you feel like you're on the right track to your true will, whatever that happens to be, then, you know, not only is it, worth it there's no transactionality at these levels but it is as it should be i mean what does the book of the law say 
Um, let me look. I have this memorized, but I want to make sure that I have to get it right. Um, I think it's in the Hadi chapter. Uh, yeah, chapter two. So book of the law, chapter two, verse nine. Remember all ye that existence is pure joy, that all the sorrows are but as shadows. They pass and are done, but there is that which remains. And, and this is spoken from the perspective of Hadi, which to some extent represents the Atman or the core center of consciousness. So at, at the end of all your adventures, there's still that same threat of consciousness that is enlightened awareness, which is in theory what you're attempting to awaken to and stabilize within. So these experiences can be helpful goads to that. I think that... If, uh, I was going to say, if we, if we have enough time, I'd like to share with you what I really feel like I'm supposed to be doing because I, I feel like you could either encourage me to stay the course or maybe advise me if you feel like I am a little self-deluding here. Well, I'm happy to observe and uh, and listen, and I will decide if it's if it's my business to say one way or the other. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, as I began this practice and started keeping a, a magical journal, um, I don't have very many experiences where I see things. I mean, I, I see geometric shapes sometimes. Um, of course, when a really good friend of mine um, uses psychedelics, <laughs> uh, you know, that that helps. But the, the most powerful experiences that I've had over my entire life, not just since I called it magic, has just been coming away from a time of meditation or deep reflection and just having a clear understanding, being able to, for instance, one of the most um, powerful and positive things that's come from this has been my ability to forgive and to let go of things that I had conscious or, or logically I had forgiven. I mean, if, if any of these people had, you know, if they stepped up, you know, to my door and needed me for anything, they would never know that I was still carrying a lot of the hurt and, and anger for years. But I knew that, you know, certain things could trigger and, and it would be right there. And uh, through a lot of the things that I've gone through, through your courses, I've just noticed this ability to to understand and to let things go and, and to heal, which has just been wonderful. Uh, and to be able to go through, to be able to go through this loss. I mean, I, I was a I was a self-made millionaire in my early 30s, uh, following a lot of the Napoleon Hill um, you know, philosophy of building business and building wealth. And, um, but here, this is what I've really felt as I started writing things and, and writing. And what I was going to say is I don't, I don't tend to see a lot of, um, visions. I don't hear voices. I just tend to, when I feel like I've been in the presence of something higher, whether it's, it's, you know, I know we all debate whether it's a, um, a higher part of our own consciousness or something angelic. It's, it's like, I just walk away with an awareness and a feeling and a certainty that I didn't have before. And the most profound of those was that I needed to change occupations. And that is to become a scientist of sorts uh, and not to, not to do what you do, but to apply it to regular world activities. In other words, you know, I, I built a family, you know, I have a beautiful little girl, I have primary custody of my little daughter. And, but it, it's like, I feel called to start over building a business and building a family and building a life as a scientist, as a scientist of the magical arts, as, uh, as someone who does not make decisions from the, 
the monkey brain level. Um, it's real difficult at times to not go out and work when I know that's what I need to be doing. But it's like I'm feeling called to make my business an experiment. In other words, my primary occupation is to make myself one with this universe and to flow in, in unconditional love. And I want to build a business that's ruled by nothing but unconditional love. I, I want to attract employees and clients and partners who are there because they're supposed to be there. And um, and to manage, I mean, I, we all have to use, you know, mundane you know, leadership skills and, and management tools. But, you know, I, I want to lead and guide my people 100% with unconditional love. And when things are not as, you know, they should be, uh, you know, the, the key components of this have been unconditional love, complete non-reaction when things aren't going the way that they need to go to not react, to go back into that space of magic, to go back into that solitary space and to begin envisioning and allowing my true will to, to really dominate my thoughts and saturate my mind so that I'm manifesting this life instead of going out and making it happen. And I feel like in the last 15, 20 years, when I had incredible success, it's because I was doing this by accident. I was stumbling across these things, but not doing so with consistency. But as someone who was a devout, you know, Christian, Pentecostal Christian, you know, tongues, prophecy, all of these things, and, uh, you know, being taught to forsake the world and just, you know, live your life for Jesus, and, you know, seeing the collapse and the destruction and the devastation that that leaves in most people's wake when they, you know, sell out for Jesus. Um, Why is that? I don't want to interrupt your flow, but I'm just curious what you mean by that. Like people, why why does that create devastation? Well, just in the, in for instance, in extreme fundamentalist Christianity where a total devotion to Christianity or a total devotion to the church or the cult or the, the guru means forsaking responsibilities and um, having very, very strained relationships with family members who don't see the world the way you see it and divorces. And, you know, my parents wound up divorcing, not that they had a perfect marriage otherwise, but I mean, it ultimately came down to the church I was in as a 12 year old kid, you know, uh, you know, it wasn't mainstream. It wasn't what they believed. They were Baptist. This was a very, you know, end time prophetic type, very cult-like. And, and frankly, my mom clearly was discerning and, and, and picking up on a lot of the, the danger that was there, but didn't really know how to show it or express that. It was just, you know, it's not what we are. I think it's evil. I think it's of the devil. Um, and it just, you know, I, I lost so much. And it wasn't until I came across like Napoleon Hill teaching Dale Carnegie, Zig Ziglar, and really learned how to take control for myself and stop trusting in a God or anything else to do it for me. And I realized, you know, hey, I was born with a brain and, you know, two arms, two legs and, and everything I need to go out and build a life with. And, you know, it was when I became very atheistic and very agnostic in my belief system that I actually created a, a pretty, you know, happy life, you know, and a, you know, good, you know, few friends, no, you know, none. I've never been someone who had a large social circle, but I, I had enough that I, I was happy. And, um, but then after I had all of those trappings of success, I, I found I was still so empty and so empty of purpose. Um, but I guess, you know, what I, to, to get back to the, the thing that I want to kind of present for your, um, judgment and assessment is, you know, if you look through my uh, magical journal and the notes that I made at, you know, in the early stages, 
over and over, I was counseling myself or, or a, a higher presence was counseling me to just devote myself to this, devote myself to this, just as I would have if I was a, a Christian pastor and devoted myself to that work and then trusted God to somehow, uh, you know, make the other things in my life work. I feel that I need to devote myself to this and allow my higher self, my true will to guide and dominate and to not act in any way just because that's the way I always did it, but to literally um, go into the Enochian temple and go into this inner space and get my marching orders day by day. And that if I can do that day by day, that, you know, month by month, year by year, I will build the life that I've been called to build and that uh, and be able to love the people and touch the people and change the lives that, uh, the things I've done in the past sporadically, but not with the consistency, uh, and, and with a lot of ups and downs. And it's like I say, uh, you know, Jason on the days that, and the weeks where things are flowing and, and things are working and the synchronicities are, are sometimes a little overwhelming, you know, it's, it's very easy to believe and to feel confident and very optimistic. Hey, this is working. This is going somewhere. But then there are those weeks and those months sometimes where it just feels like I'm making a fool of myself and, you know, time is running out and, you know, money's running out, bills are piling up, things that, you know, fell apart or, you know, coming back to bite me in the ass. And um, I, I'm really struggling to find my way back to that place of peace and calm where I can be led, I think to use one of your phrases, to be led from that, the higher part of our nervous system, a different part of our nervous system, the the wiser, you know, part of us. And, um, you know, I, I'm still in this stage where I really don't know if what I'm encountering, you know, are, are these angelic beings that other people encounter? Are these just aspects of my soul that, um, you know, we all have, but, you know, different types of practices allow us to communicate with, but I definitely know one, one thing, another thing that, that comes to me very, very strongly. And it feels like uh, several times when I'm outside and, you know, just meditating under the stars. One thing that comes to me consistently is stay the course because whether this is real, whether I'm deluding myself, whether this is, you know, I'm, I still come out better when I follow this inner voice and this inner guidance than I do when I reject it. Beautiful. And, and I, the short answer is yes, follow it. <laughs> uh, the long answer is, I think that these are such beautiful, beautifully phrased things. And I think that, um, look, I mean, the path of magic is the path of becoming more and more yourself. And I think that when we get in our guidance, the, the thing that, the thing that if you're really in the flow the thing that causes the wreckage is often re resisting the call to adventure. You know, like that's every movie, right? Every movie you get the hero. The hero gets the, the call to adventure. The hero says, no, nah, I'm out of that game. You know, not me. Like I'm too X for that. I'm too old for that. I'm too young for that. I'm too, I can't do that. I could never be that person. And then what happens, right? What happens after that point? Something they they wind up their life falls apart and something drives them right back to where they were to begin with. Yeah, they get pushed right back to the the plot line, and then they then then they're. But that's every movie. So you'll notice there's never a movie where nobody refuses the call to adventure. So it's, for whatever reason, so 
you know, that would be a boring movie. Somebody's like, well, I'm so awesome that I'm just going to save the day. End of the movie, right? But that's not that's not how humans work, right? That's not how stories work. So the, the hero refuses the call to adventure. And when we do that, you know, like, for instance, I was so hard into magic for till I was 26. And then I decided I need to grow up, you know, and then what did I do? I went and worked in advertising. I worked in various things. I tried so many things to make things work and nothing worked and it all fell apart. And I got forced, it felt like forced, and it was very painful to teaching magic. And then everything worked and I'm happy. <laughs> mostly. <laughs> so, so it's so I, I just as, as 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 brother to brother, I mean, is you know we're we're on this path. I think that this is how it works. And I think and and more broadly speaking, with spiritual people, I mean, I'm sure many people on this call feel resonate full so fully with what you're saying and feel felt felt similar things or feel similar things now, or if not, maybe they will. Which is, um, you know, when you're a truly spiritual man or spirit spiritual woman, or non-binary, um, when you're truly spiritual and you're in the flow. And you know that you feel that calling, or just if you have a calling to do something great with your life, and you resist it, nothing's more painful than resisting your own soul. Hardship is not painful. I mean, look at the people who've changed the world with nothing. Yeah. You know, like Gandhi had, had the, or the in India they have the phrase "kings with straw mats." You know, yeah. that's all they got, and and nothing is more valuable than. It's not even that nothing is more valuable. It's that nothing is real except your own internal feeling in a sense, because, you, you know, like, as you know, as I know, you can be in a relationship with somebody or married to somebody for years and never, never, you never, you never even know who they are. And, mm-hmm. but, and, and you, but you have your own internal burning in intense experience of that relationship. And then perhaps one day you wake up and realize that even that was my own hallucination. Right. You know, and that's not necessarily a bad thing. It just is the nature of how the human brain works. And so, you know, we, we always, of course, want something outside of us to fulfill us, but it, it doesn't work like that. And, and, and magic teaches us that life teaches us that. So at the end of the day, if you have a passion, you have it and have a calling, you, you have to follow it. And, and, and the inner, inner guidance uh, won't let you down. I don't think. And, and the other thing I'll say is like, man, like you, it was, you said it so beautifully. I mean, you came out, the whole thing, you, you started off with the whole thing's based in love and love for other people. You can't go wrong with that, right? Like if that's where you're coming from, like how can that go wrong? That's so beautiful, right? There's so little of that in the world too. I think that as spiritual people, I certainly have the tendency, we have this tendency to downplay ourselves and say, oh, I'm just this, I'm just that. I'm just some crazy person, or am I a fool? Am I, you know, just, you know, but man, like in the grand scheme of things, this is what people need right? really deeply. They don't, they lost their souls. I don't know why, but it's, it's, the people are hurting and I'm not saying that people should necessarily be in the healer role, but I'll say this. I mean, it's so interesting that you said that you would put yourself in the scientist role and you're talking about needing to make things, make sure things work. Uh, and and time and things like this. Well, if you're a scientist with magic, don't you think that a big part of that is figuring out very clearly and precisely, both for yourself and for other people, what works and what doesn't? Right? Maybe so. Maybe that's part of it. Well, it, I, I tell you, and you know, you you said something that really helps me um, kind of put this in a more concise way. 
and I feel a little less foolish after, you know, talking with you, but I really feel like I am being called and compelled to live a life of just unconditional love. And, you know, my dad has a definition for that. He's a, he's a Christian pastor. And, you know, he says unconditional love, uh, that love is the unconditional giving of oneself to another, expecting nothing in return. And I fought that for a long time. I thought, you know, even in a relationship, I mean, we had, you, know, you have to be honest and realistic that we were all needing a balance there. But I feel like I am being called to really put this to the test. You know, if you live a life of unconditional love and walk in this centered state, um, this state of, of higher guidance, and then just keep a keep a record of it and document, you know, I don't have to do this the rest of my life, but maybe do it for six months and and prove, you know, the fear is that if I do this for six months without any thought to myself or without any thought to the the consequences, um, you know, I could wind up in a much worse shape, you know, than I am right now. But I still feel like it's what I'm supposed to do is to you know build a business 100% focused on going out there. There are a lot of small, my business serves small businesses. There are a lot of small business owners out there who are hurting and they are they're trying to survive. They're having to be super creative and, and adapt to this post-COVID world. And, uh, and that's what I'm good at. I'm good at, you know, adapting and being creative and helping small business owners use you know the newest technology to grow with. But instead of you know hiring people to go out focused on building, you know, a $200,000 residual or things like that. I'm feeling called to go out and find people who really and truly have a heart, a missionary heart to help small business owners to get through this and to prosper and to hire employees who really need this opportunity. But for this, you know, they, they may not have an opportunity to go provide for their families and to genuinely remove myself from the equation and to just flow in divine love and unconditional love and to trust what manifests. I mean, I, you know, we all talk about these secrets and occult secrets and the secrets of the Masons and on, you know, the, the thing that keeps coming to me is that it, it seems like the one recurring theme of all these deep secrets, it seems to keep going back to two or three things, unconditional love, right. non-reaction and, and being guided by, by the higher part of our consciousness yeah. And I guess that's where you know, I started the call with when I do that, I find, you know, I walk in a very happy, blissful state. I'm struggling to walk in that state on a, in a consistent way. And it seems like, you know, if a man or woman could genuinely walk in a meditative guided state, I, I don't mean, you know, just sitting in a, in a temple for eight hours a day, but I mean, starting a day that way, but then using and I think you even talk about this a lot in your courses, you know, using this power, this clarity, this this flow that you find through spiritual practice and then continuing to flow in that day by day, you know, and going into your office and going into your interactions with other people, continuing to allow these these higher, you know, dimensions of love to flow through you and to touch others. And I'm really feeling called to do that. I'm just struggling to do it. Man, I, it's beautiful. And I think, uh, I think just look, I mean, it's like you're fine. It's like, how could that not be the meaning of life? First of all, you know, it's like, right. What you're saying. And, and, and second is, you know, you have so much, you're, you, you know, this is, you really touched me. I think and you have so much strength and, yeah, that's, it takes so much strength to do what you're saying. And yeah, of course it's, I mean, I struggle to do it. This is, you're, you're describing what I'm trying to do, but I'm, even to love unconditionally is so hard. I would be lying if I said it wasn't. 
you know, and, and, but we, these are what the ideals we struggle towards and, and, but we know they're right. And, and that's half the battle at least. And so, so then you have to walk in it, but that's, look, I mean, you, you read the stories of even the saints, you know, are constantly afflicted and troubled and, and that's, that's what the path is. It's, it, you're not describing, it's, it's, a, it's a, it's a feature, not a bug. You know what I mean? It's like you're you're describing things as they are, and, and it's so beautiful. And 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 I think that just practically speaking, what you're describing of going out and helping small business owners uh, who are hurting, man, that's so needed and it's so beautiful. And I don't see how you can't be successful at that. And and not just successful, but fulfilled because you're going to have people that will be saying, "You helped me. Thank you." If only if you know, you're like an angel. You know what I mean? So, so, and, and it's, it's just, you know, I'm trying to well, break it up a little bit, just hearing you say this, it's so, it's so touching. Um, yeah, it's just, yeah. Did you just do it? I appreciate the encouragement. I needed it. Yeah. Well, you know, it's right. What you're just saying, and, and I'm happy to provide this because you know, it's right already. You just, you know, sometimes we need somebody to, to be like, yeah, you know, but you already know the answer. And, and I, I think it's, Man, it, it, we live in such a troubled world. You don't need me to say that. And 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 uh, it, we we live in a world where the little guy is being forgotten, and and not just the little guy, but the middle sized guy. The, the big it is less than the top one percent. I mean, the top one percent—they're thriving through this. They've tripled their wealth through yeah. this, and everyone else is being, you know, left by the wayside. But I believe that's the opportunity. I mean, maybe that's how we we flow into this age of Aquarius. You know, this this new age, and like you know, you say your mission is to, uh, you know, bring the Western esoteric, you know, belief and, and magic to, uh, to this generation, and and because we do need it. I mean, who nobody else is out there looking out for us. I mean, the churches aren't looking out for us. The uh, major business, the government, certainly not, you know, caring about us. I mean, you know, if if we don't band together and find our higher angels and start taking care of each other, you know, where are we? Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, th- this is why I teach magic and why I love magic. Cause yeah, it's goofy. It's weird. It's cartoony, but damn, you know, it's like, you, you know, when no one has your back, it'll have your back right. and, and not, and, and obviously it involves faith and God and spirit and all of that, but it also involves your own actions. And that's why it, it's so important. It's, it's, uh, it's a it's a get up and do it pursuit and yeah i mean hell send me your info i mean i'm building my business larger so you know i'm i'm trying to get things uh, uh, expanding and i i think it's encouraging me for me to hear also just because you know like obviously my whole my whole life i've doubted what i'm doing i mean i don't make any i, I don't pretend to be anything that i'm not i mean it's like you know and i've had judgment from family, friends, society, my whole life. It's like, what the hell? You know, I'm basically like decided to permanently be, you know, be a permanent goth adolescent is kind of how people have seen it for so long. But interestingly enough, in our current situation, it makes sense when nobody else's stuff does. Mm-hmm. And um, suddenly people want to know. And it's been like that for a while now, but even more so now, I think. And, and uh, you know, it's like, you, you know, it's like, yeah, we got magic. It's like, you look around and say, hey, anyone else got a better idea? Right. So, right. So what do you know? Next thing you know, all of a sudden, it's a very powerful position to be in. But 
power in what you're describing, which is true power, which is trying to come with as a loving man from the the truth as you understand it, which is the same as how I understand it, and help. Because I think at the end of the day, we can sit here and I'm happy to do it. We're, we can sit here all day long. This is the conclusion I came to fairly recently, you know, three, four years ago. We can sit here all day long and talk about the Kabbalah and the lore and Crowley did this and that and Nokian and the gods and rituals and, you know, like compare rings and stuff like that. But the only thing that matters, you know, I used to say, I used to say this, I used to tell people, you know, what really matters is how you feel about yourself at four in the morning when you can't sleep and there's no one around and it's just you, yourself and I, how do you really, and there's no performance to do. How do you really feel about yourself then? I used to say that. Then I realized that's important. But the key to that, the real key to that is not how good you can meditate or what grade you took or this, that, the other. The real key to that, or even, or even um, you know, the techniques of personal therapy and meditation and personal emotional processing and all this, all of which are really critical. But ultimately, the thing that matters is what can you do for other people? Right. And then, and I, I was so, I'll, I'll share this with you. Maybe it's helpful. Maybe it's not, but I, I for so long had a complex about how can this be? How am I this guy? I pigeonholed myself. I turned myself into a freak, you know, really. And, and I'm ashamed of myself because I, you know, now I can't take it back. I've written books on this and I'm this person and I could have been anything. And I finally, my breakthrough moment that I had is I had a moment with myself where I realized, you asshole, to myself, what are you talking about? Like, this is an ego trip. You think you're being, you think by playing, you, you think that by playing small and making yourself less, that you, somehow you're decreasing your ego or you'll be less offensive to people or, you, you know, um, it, the things that you know have helped people and can help people. So why are you sitting on your ass saying, oh, woe is me, I got a medical degree, right? Yeah. Essentially what it is, it's like, go do, you know, it's not about you. It's about where the overlap is between, and it does not even necessarily magic, it's about where the overlap is between what you know. You're talking about the abilities, the incredible abilities you have to help small business owners that are unique to your background and your experience. So those experiences are critical. People need that, you know, and it's not like when, you know, not to drill down on it too hard, but it's like, whatever, you know, people need that. And it's like, not just, they need it. Like it would be nice. It's like their kids are going to starve otherwise, you know, like that's the situation. I mean, I, you don't need me to tell you that it's, it's. And it, it can make the difference in whether they live their dream and find their purpose and their yeah. place, you know, yeah. my, is to help others find theirs, you know, and it's uh, that's when I'm most fulfilled is when I know that I'm taking us or playing a small role in helping others, you know, find their more magical way through life. Yeah. And what could be more important? You know, one thing I the other thing I've learned is, like, you know, I, I used to be so, you know, cynical, you know, I still can be. But like when I was particularly as a teenager, it was like, oh, like this is such woo woo. It's the only thing that matters. You know, it's like you think you hear things like, oh, like, oh, I'm more fulfilled. I'm living my purpose. And it's like, oh, okay, like you're off on your own. 
tripping the light fantastic thing. It's like, no, that's actually the only thing that matters because when you are doing what you're talking about, when you're in the flow of who you know you're meant to be, you're following inner guidance or whatever language you want to use, where you know you're in the flow of what you're supposed to be doing, everything else really does fall into place from that. We can break that down Kabbalistically if you want to be scientific about it. You get Atzaluth, you get the spiritual level, and then it comes down into Bria, the pattern for your life. Then it comes down into Yetzirah, which is the astral in your dreams, your visions, your inner representations, and finally it comes down into the physical. But if you don't get Atzaluth right, it's the same. So you know, everyone should know, if you build your material, if you just go from material wealth, if you're just building a, a Saya for its own sake, right. it'll fall apart because it's not in line with the higher functions. If you just build Yetzirah for its own sake, by tripping on a billion magic mushrooms and getting really good at magic and astral travel, that'll fall apart too because it's meaningless. Mm -hmm. It's just, it's cities, it's self-delusion. Well, if you build Bria for its own sake, you know, you build the most complex, intricate pattern for how you're going to live this awesome life and you're going to integrate all your skills. And like, you got, okay, I sat down with a pen and a pad and came up with the, I, I came up with the master plan for my life. And it seems all seems perfect on paper. That's going to fall apart too, because it's not rooted in spirit at Salute, right? Which is, which is without form, but you know it when you feel it, right? You You perceive it from all the lower levels. And it, is the guiding light, the lamp, the magician's lamp, the lamp of the hermit, right? The light of God, whatever you want to call it, LVX, right? It, it, um, whatever you want to call it, it's the divine spark. When you're in line with that, the rest falls into place of its own accord. And so that's what people, that's what people in our culture often are missing. Um, not always, it's there just under the surface and it's not hard to turn on, it really isn't because people are really trusting and innocent and sweet deep down. And, but in our cultural moment, people have, um, in many cases, rightfully rejected religion because they've seen that it's abusive and hollow and the people professing it often don't actually believe it. And, um, and, and, and that's tragic in a way. It's not always the case, but it often is. And, um, and so they've thrown the baby out with the bathwater. So I offer magic, which I, is just my thing to do as my you know, from my own lineage and tradition, you know, it's like, I offer magic because it's DIY. You can hear, here's tools, turn it on yourself. Then you don't need to trust that priest. You right. know, but you do need to turn it on because you know it when you feel it and it manifests as the type of stuff that you're, it doesn't manifest as being Dr. Strange and throwing fireballs out of your hands. Although yes, that would be very cool. And if anyone knows how to do it, because <laughs> that's an awesome party trick. It manifests as what you're talking about. I'm building a business to go out and help people from a place of love. From my heart to yours, like beautiful. I mean, it's my heart. It melts my heart. Please, you have my full encouragement because what what could be what what could be more important right now? And I don't see how that couldn't be a success because you know how to build a business anyway. So you know that you know the technicals of it. Well, and then just right back at you, Jason. I know I told you the last time we spoke. Um, I would be so lost without the Magic Dot Me School and and with what you do. I mean, I was seeking and trying to make sense of all of this, you know, over the years and uh, just all of the, I mean, man, if you're, if you don't already know this stuff, you know, like if you don't and you, you get on the internet and start, you, know, you learn Egyptian and, you know, you, you learn all of these, you know, pagan, and then you learn a little bit about Kabbalah and it just, and, and they all seem to be contradictory, but something that was beautiful about what you do is you made even, even um, one of the best gifts you gave me was helping me 
reconcile some of the anger I had toward the Christian church and fundamentalist religion because, you know, you said one time, you said, you know, I didn't grow up in it. So I didn't have the, you know, the damage and the things, the preconceived notions. And these are things that need to be healed in those of us who, you know, who did grow up in it. And, um, but, you know, it's just, you, you've built something that brings it all into one place. And my life has actually made so much more sense since I've been able to learn the things that you present and that you have. And I mean, you just, you definitely keep doing what you were doing. Any, any self-doubt that ever creeps in. Uh, yeah, I told you before, my little girl and, and myself and our lives will forever be better. Whatever they are, they will forever be better than they were because of the work you do. And, and uh, just, I really appreciate you too, Jason. Thank you. All right. Thank you. Yeah, and uh, as you get your business going, let me know because I'm I'm uh, I probably need. You know. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> there, there's no telling what kind of things we might could partner on in the future. So. That would be cool. Yeah, yeah. You have my email. So, but just you know that aside, I, I think. Yeah, I couldn't encourage you more. I mean, not not just because not just because you're you're from what you have shared of your business plan, it, it makes a lot of sense. But just, I mean, look, you, you you came at that with just that feeling of unconditional love and wanting to help people. You can't you, you can't go wrong from coming from that place. I, I don't think. And 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 as 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 you're giving back to me now, you know, you're giving love back to me. It's like when when we help people, when we give people love, they give it back. You know, mm-hmm. it's like that that can be that can take the form of. Uh, financial, but it can take the form of so many other other things as well. But fine, you know, like financial success is a form of loved ret- love returned. Sure, and I, that's something I wish people would would think of as well. Because as you know, there's a people associate so many negative things with business, and they assume that it's the thieving and, and, and all these right. things, and it's not. It's about service. Not not when it's it can be. It's like when it's done right, as right. The way that you're expressing. You know, it's like that's such a it becomes a sustain it becomes a way of doing the types of things that we're talking about it's like you 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 can't help people for free i mean you can but it can't be the only thing that you do because then you go broke there's nothing left of you you know i mean i provide all kinds of free content but if i was only doing things for free there would be nothing to pay for the free content and you couldn't doing it yeah it's not possible I'd, i'd just be you know but yeah it's like look i and i think my final point is this when you're when you're in flow with what you truly know and feel that you're meant to be doing, then the tr- everything works, right? And when you resist it, it doesn't. And like whatever else you might want to say about me, I think people could probably, to a certain extent, I'm a f- somewhat fairly intelligent individual, right? Like I have a lot of skills. Right. I when I have been resisting what I'm supposed to do. People have refused to hire me to sweep floors. Like I've been in points in my life where I've had to ask, I had to ask for a reference, the head of an ad agency in New York on Madison Avenue that I used to work for, to be a reference for me for sweeping floors at a cafe. And they still refuse to give me the job. Like that's that's a low point, right? Right. But that's what like the doors are closed mm-hmm. when you're not following inner guidance when you do everything just seems to open so it feels like there's this angel we come into the world with you know who knows better than we and i think the big transition for me has been to stop seeing it as an external 
gods, the gods that uh, other people have described and have, uh, you know, portrayed and discovering that we each come into this world with our own angel and uh, getting to know that being. And and if the religions and the spiritual teachings, if, if the one thing they all had in common, if that's correct, you know, it's it's been the theme of this conversation. It's, you know, it runs on unconditional love. That's the frequency. Yeah. The flow. I mean, if there is a God, if there is a, a higher being, uh, it, it is that substance of, of pure love. And that's when we flow in that giving and receiving, somehow we're connected, even when we don't understand it fully. Yeah. And isn't life, isn't all of life a process of coming to know that and conversing with it? For sure. <laughs> I appreciate you, Jason. And what I mean. Absolutely. Yeah, and love, look, love, love is the law, right? It's like mm-hmm. do what thou wilt, do what thou will. Your 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 path in life, what you know your your true will, what you know you're meant to do. Love is the law. Love under will. Do what thou wilt shall be the whole of the law. Uh, mm-hmm. There you have it. And I think that that's what it means. Um, and when, when you're coming from when you're coming from that pure love, even if what you're doing appears to manifest in a dark or confusing way, if you're coming from pure love you can't you can't go wrong i don't sure. i don't think you can because it's because because of what you just said it's the nature of it's the nature of the universe i mean i think that i know this is cheesy but i think that if we obviously i like to get complex and technical and academic and all this but if we really take it down and say you know god is love as saint augustine said and then stop fighting over the details right. that would fix about you know 90 percent of what's going on in the world yeah, it'd be a beautiful place. It sure, would. it sure would, and and we need we need people like you to remind us of it. And so, because um, people forget, it's not complicated, but people get tied up in the bullshit, and um, and they need people to remind them. And I think that uh, that you know, what, what the the it's what the world needs now. The world doesn't need another timeshare plan. The world doesn't need a new weapon. The world doesn't need a new cryptocurrency pyramid scheme you know it doesn't need some new technology it needs people to return to their souls and and, and it needs a lot more love because there's not a whole lot of it there is there is i mean i it's it's easy to get down and see the bad things but when, when you look for it it's there i mean it's yeah. uh in every song every movie and every life story if you get to know somebody and I, you, you were talking about small businesses getting a bad rap. I mean, you know, there have been many times I've gone without a salary and, you know, exhausted our savings and credit so that our employees could get paid. Most business owners I know would do that. I wasn't anything special, you know, or different. Yeah. You know, most business owners I know, you know, they'll, they'll sacrifice a lot for their clients and their yeah. partners boys and you know it's a place where you do find a lot of unconditional love outside of you know dna and blood family and relationships and this is a family it is that's what i was about to say it gives you the ability to build a family if you maybe don't have a large family it it becomes a family for sure that's a great point that right there is such a beautiful point that helps me think about it differently i mean like that that that's such a beautiful point to make to people because it doesn't that immediately snap in like all the right ways of thinking about things for sure yeah well it's a it's a it's a it's a pleasure as always and thank you for the kind things you said uh, and uh are you okay if i post this on youtube at some point yes sir yes sir okay. that'd be cool because i think it, this would help this this would be a, a powerful conversation for people to hear thank you
Yeah, yeah. Thank you. And and uh, I would say good luck, but I don't think you need it because you got <laughs> when you got magic, you don't need luck. Just a good point. It's <laughs> true. I mean, what you've described is the formula. You have the secret magical formula for making things work. That that's what creates luck is when you're in your the flow of your of your will, will and love. Yeah. So. Thank you, Jason. Appreciate all your time.